Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Super Sleuths Book 7 Super Sleuths in the Sugar Islands by E.M. Clark Read by Lexi Chapter 3 The Merryvilles Very early the next day, the Sleuths and Nika went to the Flying Dutchman and Jacob Van Horn was happy to welcome them on board. Now, he said, looking intently at each of them, there are many tall tales about treasure, as I'm sure you know, but this lot sounds real. The reason it's not been found is because it's too deep to free dive in that area. The Merivilles will help with location as they know these waters as well as I do, he sighed. I knew their father well. Octavius was a wonderful man and a great captain. I promised him I would always look out for Lara and Marmaduke, if ever the worst were to happen. He gazed pensively out into the blue ocean. Lara speaks the old language, he continued, redirecting his gaze back to the children. Spanish, as Nika's no doubt told you. That's another way they'll be able to help. The sleuths exchanged glances. They hadn't forgotten that they needed Lara to translate the prophecy for them, as well as find the treasure. The Merivilles are expert sailors and treasure hunters, as they travelled the world with their father. You'll meet them in the Black Bull pub in one hour. I told them to expect you. He lowered his voice. I didn't want to tell you this at the party, just in case there were eavesdroppers. You never know who might be listening. The sleuths nodded. In fact, the Black Cross gang were looking for them, so it was probably a very good job Captain Van Horn hadn't said anything. The sluice thanked him and headed to the pub for the rendezvous with the Merryvilles. The Black Bull proved to be another ancient old place down a dilapidated street with blackened old beams and massive stone walls. Imagine what it was like when there was one pub to ten people, commented Nika with a grin. Nearly every building must have been a tavern. She led them through the main bar air, saying, Come upstairs. We don't want to meet in public. Lara and Marmaduke were working at a large round table, and they stood up as the sleuths and Nika entered the room. The siblings were complete opposites to look at. Marmaduke was a large, strapping boy, and his sister Lara was tiny. We look like the long and the short of it, I know, grinned Marmaduke. We're so pleased to meet you, beamed Lara. Yes, we're delighted to meet people who are interested in treasure-seeking who aren't pirates, joked Marmaduke. The sleuths grinned. They immediately warmed to the friendly pair. Nika told us all about your adventure finding the smuggler's gold, added Lara. Yes, finding that hoard of gold coins was marvellous, agreed Marmaduke. We've wanted to meet you ever since we heard that story. I love your monkey, said Lara, waving at Rafa, who saluted her smartly. We used to have our own called Betsy. She was very mischievous. So is Rafa, declared Zav. Rafa bowed low, as if taking a great compliment. Then he jumped onto Lara's shoulder. What a sweetie, she exclaimed. And Rafa preened himself, delighted to have found a new fan. And this is our dog, Zappa, said Marmaduke, gesturing towards a beautiful copper-coloured dog who lay peacefully at their feet. He lifted up his burnished head and bright bronze eyes gleamed intelligently. He's beautiful, exclaimed Sophie. 
He goes everywhere with us, said Lara, looking fondly at the dog, who yawned gracefully and offered a paw to Sophie, who was kneeling down beside him to say hello. What breed is he? asked Sam curiously. He's a Hungarian Vizsla, said Marmaduke, from the other side of the world. This breed is highly intelligent and they only have one master. Well, mistress in this case, as it's Lara. We need him for protection. There's nothing he wouldn't do for us. And if you don't know him, he can be quite scary. I can't imagine that, said Zelly, stroking the soft hair and gently squeezing Zappa's floppy ears. He's so gentle. That's because you're not a threat, said Lara, smiling. You should have seen him when we ran into some pirates one time. They were absolutely terrified of him. One of them even fell over he was running away so quickly. The children all laughed at the thought. Zappa sounds like the perfect dog if he can help protect you from those pesky pirates, said Milo. Yes, he is, agreed Marmaduke. You must take care here, you know. We do, said Zab as he petted Zappa. Everyone's been warning us to be careful the moment we got here, said Sam. It's for the best, smiled Nika. He likes you lot, said Lara to the sleuths. Look, Zappa felt so comfortable around them that he'd rolled onto his back, presenting his tummy for them to stroke. The sleuths and the Merrivilles smiled at each other. They had made a connection and everyone felt it. They all instinctively trusted each other. As I said, Marmaduke remarked, we've admired you all since Nika told us about your sleuthing adventures. Lara and I are experts on finding lost cargoes. It's how we earn our money. We speak and read lots of languages of the old peoples so we can translate any documents we find, added Lara. Our father taught us to read maps and to know these waters well. That's what we've been doing on one of the other sugar islands. She glanced at her brother. Although, in this case, we did not like our hosts or trust them one bit. Really? asked Zav. Really? confirmed Marmaduke. Arvin and Silvana are not the kind of people we would normally like to work for. Arvin and Silvana? cried Zelly in alarm. Yes, why? Do you know them? Only by sight, explained Zelly. We didn't like or trust them when we saw them at the governor's mansion yesterday. Sir, they were hanging around there, were they? said Marmaduke, looking at his sister. Well, well. They had lots of very strange visitors when we were working for them, said Lara. One especially sinister-looking pirate who wore a long cloak all the time and had a nasty, mangy-looking cat with him. Vile Vinicius, chorused the sleuths. Lara and Marmaduke raised their eyebrows. Well, we call him Vile, explained Milo. I'm sure he's just plain old Vinicius to his pirate friends. Ha, yeah, or Vinny, added Sam with a laugh. Oh, he's so horrid, I can't imagine anyone giving him a jolly nickname like Vinny, said Sophie, curling her lip in distaste. And that cat, shuddered Zav. We were once kidnapped by Vile Vinicius and had to escape. Oh, that was a great adventure, said Zelly, her eyes sparkling at the memory. So Alvin and Silvana are definitely in league with the Black Cross gang, muttered Sam. That's the name of Vinicius's pirate crew, he added. Lara and Marmaduke nodded. Yes, their reputation precedes them, and not for good reasons, said Marmaduke. Anyway, said Milo, yesterday the governor, Jacoby Jones, told us he wants to use any riches we find to help improve the harbour of Port Royal to increase trade. Is he honest? Oh yes, Lara said immediately, the governor is trustworthy. He has the interests of the people at heart, and improving trade will help everyone in the Sugar Islands. 
As you've probably already realised, said Marmaduke, there is no way a secret is possible in Port Royal, so we must assume others are after this treasure too. The sleuth nodded. But, Marmaduke continued, we have an advantage. He paused, grinning at the others. They will not be able to read the original letter as they don't know Spanish. And if they're pirates, most of them can't read at all, added Sam with a snort. Let us look at the letters, said Lara, pulling out two ancient squares of yellowed parchment. One is the original in Spanish and one has been translated, she explained. But sometimes the translation is not the same as the original, as people deliberately miss things out to confuse others. Like leaving islands off old maps deliberately, put in Milo. That's happened to us before with pirates. The children poured over both letters. It's all Greek to me, grinned Sam, who was no scholar. Lara? Lara was reading the letters intently. This bit's not the same, she pointed at a section. The original says the treasure is in two places, but only the details of the second place are in the translation. Well, 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 commented Nika, who'd been standing to the side, listening to the children. You don't seem too surprised by that, Lara. No, it happens a lot, Lara replied. We can look at the old ship's manifest to see where the wreck happened, but it's likely to be in only one place. The ship swallower, said Marmaduke. We were told that's dangerous, said Zav. Yes, it is. It's an area of shallow water. Ships can drift into it by accident and they can't get out again and they sink. There are also sharks, as it's not protected by a reef. The sleuths were shocked. Where they lived, there were reefs out to sea which formed a natural barrier, keeping sharks away from the coast. We've never been bothered by them, Marmaduke said reassuringly, seeing their worried faces. We dive all the time and nothing's happened to us. Speaking of which, to find this treasure you'll need to learn to dive, said Lara. Excellent, said Sam, rubbing his hands together in excitement. Yes, we'll take you tomorrow and teach you, said Marmaduke. But first, let's have a better look at these documents. As well as the letters, Lara had brought maps with her, and the children settled down to look again at all the information, trying to make better sense of it. Suddenly, Zelly stiffened and Zappa let out a low growl. What is it? asked Lara, who felt connected to her new friend and was attuned to Zelly and her actions. Something's wrong said Zelly, and she crossed to the window. Peering out into the street, she jumped back with a start. Zelly? asked Zav, alarmed. Someone's outside, watching this place, she replied. Someone we know. It's Humberto from the Black Cross gang. Oh no, gasped Sophie. Not that idiot, groaned Sam. How does he know we're here? I don't know, but we need to give him the slip, said Zelly. And they can't get their hands on these papers, added Milo. Don't worry, there are lots of hidey holes in Port Royal, replied Lara. Follow me. As Marmaduke cleared the table of all the papers, leaving no trace of their presence, the others followed Lara to a large cupboard on the other side of the room. She opened it, and behind it there was another hidden door. Quickly, ordered Lara. I can hear them on the stairs. They must be after us, or why would they come directly upstairs, hissed Sav. They haven't even searched the rest of the place. The children shuffled into the large space of the cupboard, and Lara secured a bolt on the door. From the outside, it looked just like a normal cupboard, but inside it was spacious. They all fitted in easily, and Sam gave his sister a hug. It's okay, Sophie, Humberto can't hurt you. Sophie was very scared of Humberto, who had once taken them prisoner. She'd found it much harder to shake off the memory of being prisoner than the others. What is this space for? whispered Zelly. 
All the houses have hollow centres, and the old sailors used to hide their cargoes in them, explained Lara. Whoa, those old captains were wise, grinned Sam. It's certainly handy, added Milo. They also had spy holes. Let's look and see what's going on. Lara pointed out the spy holes, which were low down, to reduce the risk of them being seen from those on the other side. It's definitely our old pal Humberto, reported Zav, lying on the floor to peer out of the spy hole. He could see the massive form of the big fat pirate with his leering face and tangled beard. Zav checked the pirate's hands. Yep, he was missing two fingers. He looks a bit mean even by Port Royal standards, grinned Lara, peeking through. Humberto had turned to the man beside him. You said those pesky kids were in here, he growled. So where are they? I saw them, I tell ya, whined the other pirate. How should I know where they went? I followed them and I saw them coming here. The end. The sleuths looked at one another. That's Humberto's brother, Umberto, whispered Milo. Ever observant, Milo was right. Umberto was also tall, but there the resemblance ended. He was thin and had an eye patch which looked distinctly grubby. He was wearing a cap to disguise his bald head. Hmm, ten points for the originality of those names, scoffed Marmaduke. Humberto and Umberto, they sound like a particularly idiotic double act. The children stifled their giggles. He's less quarrelsome than Humberto, cos he's got all his fingers, whispered Zelly to Lara. I would never have guessed they were brothers to look at them, mused Nika. Can we trust the owner of this place not to give us away? She asked Marmaduke. Absolutely, he replied firmly. No one will give us away here. The problem is that this means the Black Cross gang are on the track of this sunken treasure too, said Lara with a frown. I bet they're in league with Arvin and Silvana, said Zelly. In Redport they teamed up with other people who were more respectable to get information. They used our neighbour, Sergio Hewitt, once, remember? The sleuths nodded. The Black Cross gang were notorious for working with anyone who might help them get their hands on treasure. The pirates do have a fair ship, but the Black Vulture is large and cumbersome to manoeuvre, said Nika. If we use a sloop, we'll be able to operate in shallow water, and they won't. That's also what we'll need to avoid the ship swallower. The children nodded. The pirates won't be able to dive either, Marmaduke observed. But we need to stop them from following us. Look behind you, said Lara to Zelly. Can you see a ladder? Go down quietly. It leads to a secret way out. Marmaduke let down their dog Zapper by a rope and harness. He made no sound and was clearly very used to adventures. He's very well trained, said Zav in admiration. Yes, he is, grinned Marmaduke. He's an asset to us and essential for protection here in Port Royal. Once down the steps, Lara opened the door onto a different street. Let's get back to your ship before they can follow us. We'll be safe there, said Marmaduke. I have all the documents. Zelly and Sophie whispered to their parrots. Great good creature, wise and true, tell me what I ask of you. Anna and Damaria cocked their heads, bright eyes gleaming. Go and find out more details from those pesky pirates, Zelly commanded, but do not get caught. Roger that, twittered the parrots, and they flew off to eavesdrop. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for Chapter 4, Off to the Reef. Help spread the word about the Super Sleuths and their adventures by telling your friends and leaving us a review. See you next time!